Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me, like always, is James. How's it going, James? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, had a decent weekend. Uh, before That's we get good. started here with the special guest we got, and uh, also we're going to talk about some Jumpstart cards, I'm going to read a few sponsors here. Uh, so our first one is Zencaster. It records each guest locally then uploads crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. It's an all-in-one podcast production suite. gives you high-quality audio and video without needing the technical know-how. And if you want to try Zencaster Pro, you can get 30% off by using offer code zen.ai slash the MTG place. Our second way you could uh, help support us, we have have a TCG player affiliate link, which will be in the show notes. You can also find that on our website, mtgplace.net. Uh, and lastly, we have a Patreon. Uh, you can sign up for as little as a dollar. Uh, you'll get a signed card from me and James in the mail, and you'll get uh, any other cool perks you want. You can also um, <clears throat> play Magic the Gathering games with us or anything else you want to do. Uh, but now I'm going to bring in my uh, guest here, which is Cop Cop from Magic Tapping Authority. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you for sure. I'm I'm ready to talk about some jump start. Let's let's like I'm excited. Uh, yes. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> well, for for people who don't know you super well, what uh, what's your magic history? When did you start playing and all that? Oh yeah. Uh, so I um I started playing magic in high school. It was around the onslaught scourge legions block, which I feel like is a very popular block. A lot of people came in at that time. Yeah, um, that's around when we came in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my um, around where I came in. So, yep. mm-hmm. it was just such a good block. But um, I but we're here to talk about Jumpstart. I <laughs> uh, my friend was playing, and I at the time was a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player. I was so deep into Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, I was yes. like competing at regionals levels. I was almost at a national level, and he was like, "Hey, do you do you know Magic?" I was like, "No." So he gave me like two decks and a shoebox of random cards, and uh, we played in the cafeteria at lunch. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! fell out, and I went to college, and it just kind of became the thing that I did on the side with friends um, until I got to New York, and then I found a solid playgroup in New York City, and we just started playing every Saturday at noon, and um, we were doing 60-card multiplayer. That's, that's like, what we found and we loved. And um, one of my friends was like, um, there's this like format called Commander that's like inherently multiplayer, and we're like, what, what, what? You know? <laughs> so we bought the uh, we bought the 2016 decks. Um, that was when we came into Commander, uh, and the, it just like spiraled from there. We started building Commander decks, and then I, the pandemic hit, and I was working in theater at the time, so my industry fell off, and I pivoted over to streaming after like an eight month hiatus. Um, and I went to my playgroup and I was like, what if we just streamed Commander? Like, let's just, it's easy. We already do it. We're already playing online on Spell Table in the pandemic. Let's just like see if anybody shows up. And we started doing it and people started showing up. And um, we got affiliate status after doing a, a collaboration stream with Elder Drunken Highlander. And then it was like, okay, well, if I'm going to be a content creator, whatever that means, <laughs> right? I don't know what that means, but like, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's monetized. Then I, my producer, my theater producer brain kicked in, and I said, "Okay, well now I have to figure out what it is." And uh, 
um, I was telling Corey before we started recording, I started watching other EDH streams on Twitch and was like, well, you know what's missing is that the players aren't talking to the chat and the chat can't talk to the players. And if the players talk to the chat, the game takes too long. And so I was like, there needs to be someone in between here. And that's basically what we kind of formatted was, you know, what people have now started to call the five-person format, which is that I am talking to the chat about the game and the players are playing the game and I'll, I'll chime in, I'll talk to the players and then I'll mute myself and I'll talk to the chat. And basically it's like half esports commentator slash half sassy co-host talk show evening <laughs> nice. host, whatever, you know? Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so that's, that's literally what my platform has become now. Um, and then we decided to put it under an umbrella. So we, because we were New York City based before the pandemic, we decided to riff on the uh, Metro Transit Authority and say we are the Magic Tapping Authority. We're the MTA. <laughs> um, and uh, and that's just what we've been doing now. We branched out from Twitch into YouTube. We have a Twitter and an Instagram. And it's like a, it's like me and my play group of like six other people are trying to understand how to collectively make this thing, whatever it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's, that, that's half the battle for sure. Uh, yeah. Content creation can be kind of scary, definitely. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's awesome that you've been able to uh, kind of, you know, make, 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 make something different in a way. You know, that's kind of, you know, not exactly uh, really on other channels. Like, especially, like, you know, I, I, that's a really cool idea, I think. Thank you. That's like my, when people ask me about like, well, how, what do I do? How do I get started? I always echo the advice that my, uh, I worked for Broadway producer for a while and he sort of like coached me in how to be a producer. And he, his biggest piece of advice is what he's like, you got to find the gap. You have to find the thing that no one's doing yet and make that the thing. And so, you know, that's my words of encouragement. Whenever anybody asks me, like, how do I do this? Is like, take what you love. Pokemon, Magic, Xbox games, uh, running, who knows what it is, right? Like, whatever. Take the thing you love, do a bunch of research, and then figure out what's not happening yet. Like, what's missing? And um, and do that and see if it works. Uh, and um, it might not. It might. But you tried, and you can always pivot and change. But, like... Um, I think I love the Magic the Gathering community. I'm so grateful to like be in this space and be a part of it and be on this podcast and be able to talk to people and meet other creators. Um, and I also think that like I am a very candid and uh, like honest person. And so it's like, you know, I also think that the space is very crowded and that's okay. It's okay that it's crowded because everybody wants to make stuff, you know? So right. like if yeah. you want to join Definitely. the space and make something... How do you make it you? How do you make it different? You know? Mm hmm Yeah. And honestly, I think, you know, being um being genuine, being yourself, like that's really key, I feel, because when you're not and like try to fake it, like that's you know, people can, you know, usually figure that out. And it it can honestly, you know, people can see through that. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. important. And I think that's great. Thank you. It's my favorite. Uh, what's the uh, the like the quintessential voice where it's like, "What's up, everybody? It's your boy." <laughs> 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 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, what formats do you like to play? You know, you kind of touched on Commander. Um, that's kind of your main one, I guess. Or do you have other ones? Yeah. Like too. Uh, I honestly, right now, just play Commander. I used to, you know, I used to keep up with, like, Standard a lot, um, but I never really got into it. And um, I I was recently at MTG Summit, and uh, I got to talking to Tree Roy, and he's a Legacy player. And I was like, tell me everything about Legacy, because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking that's what, about. That's and I used to play for years. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. We we. I was the epitome of not making day two. I would. I would. I would uh, <laughs> five four. Like you six three makes day two. I would five four every single tournament. And so it was ridiculous. I finally made my first day two tournament this year on the, the arena during the arena open. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> That's amazing. So. Yeah, I uh, I have a death and taxes deck. That is my main legacy deck. Um, I have not actually played. A legacy tournament for a very long time though mostly because they're hard to find i mean now that uh now that arena kind of has them it makes it easier but like you know back when it was like ptq based and all that stuff it's like you had to travel for that stuff like it yeah, wasn't like yeah. just like something you could find at your shop down the road usually it was like oh you need to go to freaking pittsburgh or something it's like, <laughs> yeah it's it's still like the like the the big Legacy event is, I think, was in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh this year, and then. Oh wow! So, but I'm sure Magic Thirty will have something because Minneapolis St. Oh, Paul is yeah. a big. Uh, yeah, definitely I, I, looking forward to that. So we have, have a Magic Con, whatever they're calling about it. Is yeah, Magic Weekend. So, yeah. yeah, whatever they're calling it. I call it Magic Christmas. For sure. Um, I do draft. I do like if you count that as a format. Like I, yeah, I don't draft too. every set. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I like, but I'll draft or do a sealed. Like if people are doing it, I'm like, sure, why not? I won't win. Like I'm really bad at drafting. My brain Same. doesn't really understand <laughs> decision making when it's like high stakes and like limited options. Uh, so. But I'll do it. It's fun. Yeah, I'll get that's... cards out of yeah. it. It's a good time. It's, and it's a great way to just spend time with friends. Like just. Get a few packs and just you know rip them open. See what you get. Yeah, yeah that's that's one of the places where I excel is the limited because like you know I didn't have like even with standard like I I did play some standard when like Kakusho was legal yeah. and stuff yeah, like that back in Kamigawa. Back in Kamigawa. Kamigawa. But, uh, <laughs> then I went into doing you know the pre-release seals and the drafts because it was more of a limit uh, level playing field because like I didn't have to go buy a three hundred dollar deck every six months on the new set. Oh, that was the worst. I could just go play limited with three packs and just yep. beat everybody. <laughs> and that was See, honestly, because originally uh, I used to do standard because that's kind of what everybody did. And that's honestly mm-hmm. what kind of got me to go into legacy was just like, I have to spend like these hundreds of dollars and then it rotates every six months. This is stupid when I can just spend more money for a deck that doesn't really change. Like yep. it changes a little bit, but like not a lot. So yeah. I eventually got my deck together. So yeah, standard nice. like nice. it's fun, but yeah, it's expensive. Like it's hard to keep up with. It's hard to keep up with. It's like it's 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 funny how jaded and salty I am about needing four copies of a card now. I'm like four copies, <laughs> insane. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Commander, I only need one. What the hell? I just need one. What are you talking about? I got, I got my one cradle. I'm good to go. But then, but, then yeah. get, but then you get the staples, and you're like, oh, I only have eight Cyclonic Rifts, and I have nine decks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I just use the same sleeves and switch it? Oh, but that's hey, so much work. <laughs> just switch them out. <laughs> yeah. This sticky note. This is a yeah. cyclonic rift, everybody. Okay. Oh yeah, the, you just proxy it with the with the land or something. Yep. <laughs> I own one. I swear, it's just over there. That's yeah, another deck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's like, and that's why brawl didn't work. Like, no offense. Like, that's literally the the concept of rotating out cards is not something commander players want to do. No, so, no, sorry, no, not no. sorry, but yeah. Now they it, did the the historic brawl, which is literally just commander, but you're at twenty five life. It could use planeswalker as your commander. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, planeswalkers as commanders, I'm like pseudo interested in. That could be an interesting rule zero to explore. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, there's it's already something what... we can use as commanders in Commander, so you know why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, when I was still playing, um, like, I did take breaks in between because it was like it was like onslaught block, and then Mirrodin hit, and Mirrodin was a disaster. I was like, oh my god, this set is broken. I can't afford these decks, so I took a break. <laughs> then I came back, and Kamigawa was fine, and then I took a break, and then Laura. You know, it's like I was in and out for a while. Um, yeah. I missed all of cons, which I kind of regret now. Everyone talks about how amazing the cons tar- of Cartier Yeah, Cartier I, I miss was. I missed that set too. I thought it was I, okay. I, I just thought it was uh, okay, but that's because I was mainly playing Legacy at the time, and I was sick of the Monastery Mentor and Miracles being the biggest deck on the mm-hmm. Bulldog. And... Oh yeah, <laughs> God, Miracles, Ugh, gross. I'll just put my Amanatu Miracle Control deck away. We won't put it. It's on that shelf over there. Let's not look at it, though. <laughs> yeah, for me, like, I, I played pretty consistently from, like, on, like, it was, like, oh, it was 7th edition, basically. It was, like, when we started. Until, it was Kamigawa. Until, I think, Kamigawa was when I, I kind of stopped. And then I didn't really pick it up until, like, Lorwyn or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then, like into like Zendikar and like World Wake is when I really got back into it. And then, then I was really into it, like because those were like my college years. So, yeah, um, yeah. I start yeah. you start on that that seventh edition with that foil thorn elemental. I'll never oh forget that. Like, oh man, this is a seven seven that deals damage even though it's blocked as us. And... <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was James's win con. Like every day, that every was day. back in the day. <laughs> That was like everybody's wing con back in seventh edition when they started had, playing magic. And then we had the, yeah. the Visitrix trained orb. We're like, this is oh so God, bad. The seven worst legendary or, uh, rare cards ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven for a six six that does nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh. Vanilla okay. six six. That's like a common now. Like six yeah, or six. Literally six. Literally oh, a yeah. Common. common. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was a rare back in seventh edition. Ooh. <laughs> God. We've got Visitrixes at home, okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh man. Well, uh, shall we uh, look at some Jumpstart? Yeah, you yeah. want to read the uh, first card? Are you talking to Cop Cop or me? Oh, I'm talking to you, James. Me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so as we do generally with these, uh, we are going to be doing rares and mythics only. Otherwise, we will be here forever. And uh, no, no we, reprints either. I, I know reprints because, again, we, we will be here forever. Um, we'll be in the Wooberg order, so starting with white and alphabetical order of each color. 
So first of all, we have Argus Koss, Eternal Soldier. Uh, it is three and white for a 3-4 legendary spirit soldier creature with vigilance. Whenever Argus costs Eternal Soldier becomes the target of an ability that targets only it, you may pay one and red or white. If you do, copy that ability for each other creature you control that ability could target. Each copy targets a different one of each of those creatures. So that's interesting. So it's, it's worse. Uh, what's the red guy? Zada? Yeah. Zada. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to pay two to do it? Copies yeah, everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 Boros Zada, and um, it's uh, well, it, Zada is only instants and sorceries, right? Or is it like this is strictly abilities? Yeah. Zada, and it's and it's ability. Oh, targets. you're right. This is only abilities. You're right. So that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Zada Zada is instant or sorcery spell that targets only Zada, like. It does some weird things. I was uh, I was going through some uh, tweets of that people were doing, and like the like, where's the flamekin? Yes, this thing, uh, the soul bright flamekin, which is one in a red for a two one elemental shaman, and it has two colorless. Target creature gains trample until end of turn. If this is the third time this ability has resolved this turn, you may add eight red mana. And so what happens is like you target you target costs. Mm-hmm. And it will immediately target everything and then immediately resolve the eight mana. Yeah, so they'll <laughs> all get the trample and you'll get eight mana. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty and cool. it's like it's That's like sick. wait what <laughs> <laughs> So it does some very strange things. I will say also as somebody who runs a D and D Ravnica campaign, everyone says Argus costs and it's Agris. It's A G R U S. <laughs> and I don't mean to be a stickler about it, but I it's like it's act. Um, actually, it's aggros. <laughs> actually. No, <laughs> uh, I feel that. I, I pulled the core. Usually it's core who mispronounces I something. mispronounce every game. I'm usually pretty anyways. good. <laughs> if you want something butchered, I'll say, I'll say it. Oh, yeah, he, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's reading the next one? <laughs> I'll get it. Let's see. We got right. uh, Lita. Mechanical Engineer. It's two and a white for a 3-3 Artificer legendary creature with Vigilance. At the beginning of your end, end step, untap each other artifact you could, artifact creature you control. Pay three and a white, tap it, create a 5-5 colorless vehicle artifact token named Zeppelin with Flying and Crew 3. So we can make Led Zeppelins here. I literally Sweet. was like, if somebody doesn't put a lead mirror with a Zeppelin <laughs> on their board state, they've already lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, beautiful. It, it seems pretty good because it only costs three mana for three three yeah. vigilance. And at the beginning yeah. of your end step, untap each other artifact you control, like artifact creatures. Seems... So like or, all your or, Merz, yeah, artifact creature. Merz will untap no. and all that stuff. You have yeah, blockers. You do, yeah, yeah. You have blockers too. It's like she's built to like do the vehicle shenanigans of like crew all my vehicles and then I can untap them on the instep if I need to like crew and block again on the turn rotation. It's also like I see this and I go, oh, it's wilderness reclamation, but with artifact creatures in my <laughs> command zone. And like, where does drum bellower fit into that? Where does like right. you know where does unwinding clock come in here? Um, so I mentioned mono white vehicles is tricky. Like that's when I when I think of her in the zone versus in the ninety nine. I'm like, mono white vehicles may be <laughs> real difficult. 
but yeah, like I mean, the yeah. blue white vehicles deck is already blue white's really good. So uh, it's good. Then I think it'll be way way. Good it's a good it's a good deck, but there's only certain vehicles you could use. Like the list of vehicles isn't that long. Yeah. No. That's, yeah, that's she feels like a 99 to me for sure. I think you can build something fun with Agra's cost if you wanted to that's really like janky and weird and probably mm-hmm. broken. But yeah, she she feels like a 99 to me. Yeah, for Yeah, sure. unless your whole point is just to make 5-5 five, five Zeppelins the whole game. Which, if that's your jam, <laughs> like live your life. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> All right, you want to read the next one then? <laughs> I do because I love it. Um <laughs> Uh, this is Preston the Vanisher, uh, three and a white for a two-five legendary creature, Rabbit Wizard. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a zero-one white illusion, and then you can pay one and a white and sacrifice five illusions to exile target non-land permanent. Okay, so um, the first thing for me is I immediately was like, this is a rabbit head. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's a magician, okay? Rabbit yeah. magician. Rabbit yeah. Illus- He's illusionist. He's pulling his own head out of the hat, right? There's like like the they're very smart here to say like, oh well if it wasn't cast, right? But yeah. white is such a blink color that like, if you've got a, a Blink ETB deck already that's in white, throw him in the 99. But, like, I'm super interested in... Um, my friend uh, in the MTA, Corey, has a mono-white devotion. And there's so many creatures that ETB and then clock the, dev- the devotion. So to, like, blink those and make copies of them to, tr- like, clock devotion across is, like... It feels like a massive go-wide yeah, value like- train. Like blinking Sun Titan and then get double trigger on Sun Titan. Yeah, uh-huh. that seems good. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems great. That seems really and good. If, yeah, let's just get a bunch of stuff back. Or you yeah. play the, what is it, the Eerie Interlude, blink your whole board, get five illusions yeah. right away, and then exile something that's that you don't want. Yep. Like. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like a reverent hoplite, four and a white for a one-two human soldier. When it ETBs, create... A number of one one white human soldier creature tokens equal to your devotion to white. Like, come on, that's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah it seems good. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just flood the board with stuff and then just yeah. get rid of their crap. And like, anytime yeah. you're making token copies of permanents or creatures, it, it's gonna be powerful. Like, it's just, it's unavoidable, you know. Yeah. yeah, even if it is a zero one version. Like. Yeah, <laughs> as long as they have their abilities, who who the hell cares? You know, right. like, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna find a way to make that work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're on to blue now. Um, the next one is Alondra Sky Dreamer. Uh, it is two blue blue for a two four legendary Merfolk Wizard creature. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a two two blue Drake creature token with flying. Whenever you draw your fifth card each turn, Alondra Sky Dreamer and Drakesy Control each get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Guess what? So guys? you gotta draw a lot of cards. We have a Drake Commander, Drake Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened before. Brand new to the Magic scene. Oh man! <laughs> so you can play all the Wind Drakes you ever wanted from back in the day. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> can we rule zero that I can play unlimited wind drakes in my deck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the, the first part is super easy. Like drawing your second card is a howling mine yeah, or whatever. Right. Like that's so easy hard. to do. The last part, you're going to need a wheel or some sort of effect that's going to draw yeah. you a bunch of cards. Like you're going to basically have like a Nekizar deck or something for that to work. Yeah, it's like mono blue Nekusar. But then you've also got Talrand, and I don't know if Talrand's in the 99 of Alondra or if Alondra's in the 99 of Talrand. Like, yeah, because they both they, make drakes. So. Yeah. Right. I do like that she's meditating on a rock while this like swarm of drakes is flying by. Yeah, she's, this, like, this totally art's sick. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but I mean, like, so, say you draw five, right? Because you have to draw five cards for this. So at minimum... When you play this, all your drakes are getting plus five, plus five. So even if they're like wind drakes, they're seven, seven flyers. You're probably gonna win yeah. the game. Yeah. If you if you do make make it work, you will probably win because they're gonna have trouble. So it's kind of like you could just sit there and you know draw an extra, draw an extra, and get you know just one, two, two a turn until you're up to like five of them, six of them, and then just, just go right, yeah. I'm gonna swing with them all as seven sevens. Yeah. Or bigger. And the wheel even is that because it's going to clock the first card you draw. So like the wheel only needs to be for four and you're right. good, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's where windfall comes in handy. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there you go. What is that card? I don't even know what that card is. It's a wheel, but blue. It's a I know. Okay. It's, blue, it's blue wheel. Oh, okay. It's blue <laughs> uh, All right, next up we got... Isu the Abominable, three blue blue for a five five legendary snow creature Yeti. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play Snowlands and cast snow spells on the top of your library. And whenever another snow permanent enters the battlefield of your control, you may pay a green, a white, or a blue. If you do, put a plus one swing counter on it. Yeah, it's like snow covered stuff. Yeah, snow yeah. deck. That's Which is interesting. Like we've seen, we've seen snow in Sultai with the uh, who's the MDFC guy? Oh, um, the, what is it, Yorn or something? Yeah, Yorn. So now it's like snow, but in Bant. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many snow spells there are in Magic. Like, are, are there a lot? Like, is that a is that a thing Let's to do? See, we got Cold Snap. So there's Cold Snap, there was the original Ice Age that was all yeah. snow-based, and there's uh, King Kaldeheim had some in Kaldeheim, it, if I remember and right. And then a couple yeah. of Modern Horizons. So and then, yeah, and there's a couple, like, remakes. Four, three and a half, four sets to work with. So it's there, but it's not nearly as strong as some of the other, like, stuff, for sure. Yeah, I feel like this is a deck where I would just put every... I would put Azusa, I would put, like, everything that can let me play extra lands and just have most of the deck be, like, snow, snow basics. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. like, just burn like through the, the deck. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's literally like, okay, I could play those, the snow yeah. off the top and then tap the land I just played to put a 1-1 on this. Yeah, And then exactly. you're just kind of going Voltron, Amsan Voltron deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With snow lands. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably better like it, in the 99 of another deck, but that's built around snow. Probably. There's not a ton of yeah. other snow commanders out there, so I don't know. I don't know how many legendary snow creatures there are, honestly. Like, I, not off the top of my head, at least. All right. Uh, you want to do the next one? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Kinesos, 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 uh, priest of Thassa. We're gonna call him Ken. Uh, one in a blue <laughs> for a legendary creature, Merfolk cleric. He is a one three. Um, if you would scry a number of cards, scry that many cards plus one instead, uh, and then three, and then hybrid Simic, so green or a blue. Uh, look at the top card of your library. If it's a Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent creature card, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't put the card onto the battlefield, you may put it on the bottom of your library. Oh, God, it's another sea creature deck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sea creature deck. Oh, man. We, we've already had a couple of, like cards from a couple of past sets that we've looked at that were like really friendly. It's probably to us. better. Well, I don't even know. What was the other one? Black, blue, though? I can't remember what the colors were. It was blue and something. I can't remember if it was black or white. I, yeah, I think it was Demir. Yeah. So, but this one, you can also, you know, build Scry into it as well. So you can, like, set up what your top card is going to be, you know, and yep. then flip it over. And, okay, now I got my Storm Titan Leviathan. Yeah. Before it's got that, know, um... Play your Scry got, Ball. Yeah. Your just top or... Crystal know, Ball, yep. Scry Ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the um what's the blue partner from Commander Legends? That's uh the Sphinx. It's like whenever you would draw a card you scry instead. Oh that Yeah, it's like whenever you scry you draw, I think. Oh that's it's it. Not yeah, Sphinx yeah, yeah. Of Jarl, that's a different one. That one just lets you look. I can't remember yeah. the one that's there's another like, one that's like that's like if you would scry, you scry that many plus one. It's just like this effect. Yeah. They feel like they want to be friends. Um <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're slowly getting enough scry cards that I can build a scry baby deck because I just want to build a deck where every card has scry <laughs> on it. Every single card. And it doesn't have to be good. I just want every card to have scry on it. Just, just for the, the fun commander. of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, do it for the memes. Um, uh-huh. I do like that it's like Thrasios, but Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent. Like, it's a mana dump mm-hmm. that lets me... Uh, go through my deck in a, in a way, and like if I don't like the thing, I can bottom it. Or if it's a creature of that type, I get it. Like, it's yeah. it's interesting. And honestly, a lot of those creatures are usually pretty expensive, so this is a really easy way to cheat them in. So, oh yeah, yeah, because they're usually pretty huge, and usually <laughs> broken in some way. <laughs> so that could be fun. Yeah, I'm into this. I'm into this as a simic like uh, creature type deck. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we have Pirated Copy. It is four and a blue for a zero zero creature shapeshifter pirate. You may have Pirated Copy enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's a pirate in addition to its other types. And it has whenever this creature or another creature with a same name deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. So it's one more for a clone that does stuff. I am obsessed with this card. Um, (laughs) I have a Volrath clone, a Volrath Shapestealer clone deck. And it's just, usually that's the rate. Like four for a clone is like your average clone. And then five for a clone is you get an additional thing, right? Yeah. Um, But... The fact that it adds card draw to whatever you're cloning is super spicy. It's also the fact that it's a pirate, so Malcolm loves it. Um, (laughs) And it's also, if you clone an opponent's creature, it doesn't say creature you control with the same name. So if you clone an opponent's creature, when that creature deals damage to a player, 
you're going to draw the card off the opponent's creature. Right. Which I think is the really the weirdest part of it to me. The um, other crazy thing is you could clone something you have multiple times, and then you play this, and then with all of those clones, you're going to draw cards. Yes, I haven't <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. <clears throat> I haven't figured it out yet. There's got to be something with Mystic Reflection here. Like, how do I? Or it's it's Azorius Mirror Weave where like everybody mirror weaves into the pirated copy and then I swing <laughs> out and draw a bunch of cards. Like I don't, there's so many weird things you can do with it. Like this oh, is the sure. deck you run yeah. Spy Kid in. This is where like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, any, I feel like anything that adds card draw is always good. <laughs> yes. Card draw is always, is always awesome. For sure. And I mean, 1010 Flavor Wen, it's a great name for a creature. It's a pirated yeah, copy. Okay. It, yeah, call it excellent. Napster at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Who read the last one? James? I did, so it's your okay, turn. Yeah. So we're on the black now. Uh, next up is Ashcoat of the Shadow Swarm. It is three and a black for a 3-4... Legendary creature Rat Warlock. Whenever Ashcoat of the Shadow Swarm attacks or blocks, other rats you control get plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of rats you control. At the beginning of your end step, you may mill four cards. If you do, return the two rat cards from your graveyard to your hand. So is this a Relentless Rats uh, <laughs> deck uh, commander? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just fill your deck like with them. <laughs> Yeah, there's already like another rat commander, but so this would go in that deck, or you could switch the commander to this. Yeah. This is probably better than that one. I don't remember what the other yeah. one is. Can't I don't know what the other one is. I can't remember. But this one seems pretty decent. Uh there's the there's the Maronar as one of the rat commanders. Um, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. I wish it came back to the battlefield, but beggars can't be choosers. Like, right. I wish it was at my instep, mill four cards, and then return up to two back to the battlefield, because they're so small. Like, um, but that would be very powerful. And, yeah, that'd um, be pretty busted, I think. Yeah, I mean, you just get them in your hand, and then you play them again anyway, and then you're gonna, yeah. when you attack yeah. a block, they're gonna get bigger, so... Yeah. Right. This also is rat tokens. Um, I'm sure there's a way to like. I don't know if there's like ways to make rat tokens, but it feels. Yeah, I've seen a lot rat. of people. I think there are pack yeah. rat. Yes, yep. I've seen a lot of people try to do relentless rats in Corvald. I've seen them try to like. I, it's. I've. I've seen iterations of relentless rats where it's fine. What's the mono black uh, legendary from Kamigawa that people use that like brings something back on the incept to? Um, oh, Shieldred? Uh, no, uh, the old one? You can try Shield. Yeah, you can do Shieldred here, too. I'm trying to find what it is, but I can't find it. Um, yeah. I'm interested in that. I think, like, if you are into rat creature type, do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's another yeah, this, rat this, card. <laughs> this, yeah, this could be fun, for sure. It's, and honestly, like, if it's if you build a deck while around it, it could be pretty good, honestly. Like... Mm -hmm. If they have the right support for it, I guess it can be really powerful. Yeah. Or, you know, just play all changelings. Then, then, then that or yeah, I mean, or that. Yeah. Isn't that always the answer? Like, it's always <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you just play changelings. Like, that's the thing. 
Um, yeah, the you number just play Murian as an Ian win because he just tapped for like a f- jillion land and you tack for a million power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The number of times I've looked at my Maskwood Nexus and went, oh man, is this a Maskwood Nexus deck? <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier that way. Um, okay. I will. Let's see. Oh, we're down here. We're down here. Yep. Okay, so next the next one is uh, Rodolph Duskbringer, not to be confused with Rudolph. Um, <laughs> he is five and a black for a legendary creature, Vampire Angel. He's a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, flying, Death Touch, Lifelink. Whenever you gain life, Rodolph Duskbringer gains Indestructible until end of turn. And then at the beginning of your end step, you may pay one and uh, hybrid Orzhov, so white or a black. And when you do return target creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the amount of life you've gained this turn. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot happening here. A lot here. I mean, it does cost six, which is a higher stat or higher uh, cost card. But uh, first of all, you're getting three keywords, uh, which is pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, And then these are some nice abilities. You gain a fourth too, if you gain life. So, pretty great yeah it's like it's like a chroma almost like yeah <laughs> it's getting there yeah <laughs> i think you're gonna want to play this in any vampire deck any like, oh. angel deck that has black and definitely in a life gain deck as well um you'll also play this in the keywords matters deck was it cathrill yeah that's cathrill oh yeah so that's a lot of uses for this card or itself is just good because you know yeah. you're just bringing something back like just <coughs> oh god don't die <laughs> like worst case you're swinging for four and then you're getting something back that's four or less yeah i mean it's just it's, it's just kind of a bomb like on its own like yeah you I can mean, really it, play this in any mono black or well i guess white and black deck you know yeah it the fact that it's on its own dealing four lifelink with evasion it's like great. So any four CMC or less, almost every turn, um, for two mana is crazy. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. I'm glad it's six mana though. That's and, like, and that's it's to, <laughs> and it's to the battlefield too, which is also very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like to your hand or your deck or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is definitely rightfully put at six mana because anything less would be insane. Yeah, I feel like this is probably the most outright powerful of all the ones we've read so far. Like this, just as a creature, is very very strong. Yeah, yeah just by definitely. Itself, it's, good. it's just it's just a bomb, just insane. Uh, next up we have Termination Facilitator. Uh, it is one in a black for a one three human assassin creature. Uh, tap it. Put a bounty counter on target creature or planeswalker. Activate only as a sorcery. Whenever a creature or planeswalker or an opponent controls with a bounty counter on it is dealt damage, destroy it. So we got another bounty hunter bounty card, guys. We're slowly yeah. the bounty hunter deck going. There's what, like four or five cards now? <laughs> it's not very <laughs> many. Bounty cards. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually, I thought Tetsamok was this, but Tetsamok is a prey counter. So it looks like it's Chevelle, Bane of Monsters, the OG bounty hunter. Uh, Mathis, uh, and that's it. So yeah, this is basically. like the, the fourth <laughs> bounty card. And I mean, 
the thing is, it's in black, so it actually goes. It could go into Mathis or Chevelle. Um, yep. It is yeah, nice because it it makes it so that you know this when they're dealt damage, destroy it. So it pairs with both of them because I think the other ones make you draw cards. Yeah. At least Chevelle I, makes draw cards. One of them's gain mm-hmm. life, maybe. Uh, Mathis is. Uh... When this creature dies, each opponent draws a card and gains two life. Okay, so it's life uh, and draw. Chevelle, whenever a permanent an opponent controls with a bounty counter on it dies, you gain three life and draw a card. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, so it makes it easier to kill the stuff. I love that um, for the flavor of the Termination Facilitator, it is only at sorcery speed because if, like, say... You know, somebody swings out, they go to blocks, and then if, if if it were an instant speed, you could be like, oh, well, if it's going to die from the blocks, tap it and put a bounty counter on it, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but yeah. that's not the way Silly. a bounty works. A bounty has to be put out first right. before mm-hmm. the thing can die. Yeah, because <laughs> so. you can also do it like, oh, you're swinging at me, I'm going to put a bounty counter on it, so if they block it with a 1-1, one, one, it's going to die. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The flavor text, you sign, then they die. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> is that the first? That is the first card with flavor text we have read. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All these have too much other text, apparently. <laughs> All right. On to uh, red here. We got Ardaz, the Cobbler of War. It's one in a red for a 1 1 legendary creature goblin shaman with haste. Whenever it enters the battle, whenever it or another creature enters the battlefield under your control, that creature gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. And it has pay three in a red, create a one one red goblin creature token with haste. Activate only as a sorcery. Damn. Okay, that's aggro as hell. Yeah. Ah, man. Whenever her or another creature enters the battlefield under your control, that creature. So I think you've got to, it's not hard to do, but I think in red, you've got to solve how to give everything haste. Um, yeah, besides so just the token like that she is in the graveyard or mm-hmm. yeah. something like that. There's plenty of ways to do it. <clears throat> and there's, I mean, if you play it in you know, just a regular like goblin deck, most, a lot of them have haste just to begin with. So. Yeah, and then there's like the goblin lord that gives all goblins haste, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting for two mana. I mean, it's a two mana one one, so she's a little squishy, but mm-hmm. um, I well, it's a two it mana is. three one if you attack that turn. Oh, that's hey, just swing out. It's a better, it's a better goblin guide. Remember how busted that card was? <laughs> goblin guide still might be better because you, you know you can get lands or whatever it is. Yeah, but you yeah, don't have it, goblin guide in your command zone. Unless you can use the command zone. No, I, I don't think this is a command zone creature. Like, there are way no. better goblin commanders out yeah, there. Yeah, I think this like, is, like, in the 99 of Muxus, or yeah. in the 99 of another This is This is definitely a 99 that you play on Prego. turn two, though. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you want to aggro this like crazy if you can. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. It's a nice card. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I have Anti-Blight, Bad Influence, two and a red for a legendary creature, Devil Advisor. Uh, it's a 2-2 with flying. Whenever a source you control deals damage to you, put that many 1-1 counters on Anti-Blight, Bad Influence. 
one in a red tap. Remove X 1-1 one, one counters from Auntie Blight. It deals X damage to any target. Oh, wow. Okay. So the, the image is just the, the little devil on the shoulder telling you to do bad things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, love, I love the flavorless cards. Excellent. So it wants you to hurt yourself so that you can yeah, damage other stuff. Totally. This is the type of card I want to see. Like, with... Listen, the amount of sets that have come out is its own conversation and a whole other episode of a podcast, right? But one of the things that I have learned in this, like, flood of, of product is that commander creatures like this are the thing that excite me like this is when i saw this spoiled i was like yes i want more <laughs> stuff in this direction because it's so unique to itself and like jumpstart's good at that like jumpstart gave us zerzoth like and zerzoth is a yep. great commander if you haven't built it it's hilarious the random discard is actually so important <laughs> like but yeah, I, I, I want to see more stuff like Anti-Blight. I want to see colors doing weird things because it's just different, you know? Like, Yeah, this um, could maybe finally make the Stop Hitting Yourself deck be good. I don't know if it will or not yet, but, you know, good, maybe. The, the like, to it. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> the infamous Stop Hitting Yourself deck that is, like, always in construction somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, I, I don't know it. how... Like, I think it's ironic removing counters from her to deal X damage to any target, but you could just be burning the target, but instead you're burning yourself. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fireball myself. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why I think you're, you're more likely to play the ones like, oh, it deals five damage to target permanent and two to you, or whatever. Like, yeah, like that. exactly. Pyrohemia is the first thing I think about, because yeah. she'll survive the Pyrohemia, like... Or like the one that deals X damage to all players, and then it's like it hits mm -hmm. everybody and yourself, and then yeah. this is gonna get a bunch of counters. Then you just do more. Yeah. There's also there's a surprise element too of like if you swing out, she's a flying two two, and it's like okay, no blocks, and it's like great instant speed. I'll deal yeah. twenty damage to myself. You're dead. Oops. <laughs> like <laughs> whoopsie. <Yeah. laughs> uh, yeah. That's excellent. Uh, next up, we have uh, Brazen Cannonade. It is three and a red for an enchantment. Whenever an attacking creature you control dies, Brazen Cannonade deals two damage to each opponent. And then it has Raid, which is at the beginning of your post-combat main phase. If you attacked with a creature this turn, exile the top card of your library until end of combat on your next turn. You may play that card. So it seems really good in like a goblin token deck, right? Like you just swing. Totally. If they block, you don't care because they're taking two and you're going to just look at another card. Yeah, I think it's any any go-wide token strategy in red. You could be in Gruul with Wart. You could be in like Boros. You could. There's so many ways to do it um, that it's just, it's just value for doing the thing you're going to do anyway. Like... Why would yep. you not? Right. I also I'm in, I'm interested in the first. It's the first use of until end of combat on your next turn. It's not until the end of your next turn or whatever. Right. Like it's a very mm -hmm. specific thing, uh, a window of time, I guess, to play the card. Mm -hmm. 
You also could, like, if you had Goblin Bombardment, you could just swing, and then before they even declare blocks, just sack them all and do an extra one damage plus oh. the two to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and because then you get to look at a bunch of cards. Yeah, that's, that's actually good. really great. <laughs> that seems good as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're only going to get the one card because it's like, at the beginning of your post-combat, if you attack with a creature. Oh, yeah, turn. so you'll get one card, yeah. You get but one. If it was each T creature, oh, my God. That would be so good. Yeah. This is also another Zerzoth card because when the devils die, they deal two damage to any target. So, like, they're going to swing as long once. Yeah. So, it's basically each devil deals four damage. Like, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good as hell. It's just, it's just gas. Like, yeah. at that point. Red's, Red's hard push into the um, impulse draw top card exile the past few sets and past like two years i think is just so amazing it's like yeah they found they found a way to make red have its own card draw and its own card advantage and it's it's really i mean as we saw with prosper it's ridiculously powerful to be able to like to pocket a card in an exile zone that can't be interacted with it can't be discarded with and you can still cast it that's what i think people don't understand especially with cards like foretell or any of the things that exile until the beginning of your next turn or until the end of your next turn, you're you're literally pocketing a card in an uninteractable zone. Right. That is huge because it's not affected by wheels. It's not affected by like, they can't force you to discard it. It's like, it's so good. It's so good. I, I've, I have a whole TED talk on it. We don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's really good. Now they're just going to figure out how to make white draw cards. They keep changing Let's... how they think they're going to do it. <laughs> I know. I have a mono white uh, landfall deck that I've been brewing for like since 2019 with uh, a few people in a Discord channel. We are, we're, we're big proponents of the mono white lands archetype, the lands matter. And it's like, it's gotten better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, figure it out. I don't know. What, what does I want to do? <laughs> Uh, next up, we got what? Mizzix Replica Rider, four and a red for a four-five legendary creature, Goblin Wizard, with flying. It's a flying Goblin Wizard. Uh, whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, you may pay one. Is it so blue or red? If you do copy that spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. If the copy is a permanent spell, it gains haste, and at the beginning of your end step, sacrifice this permanent. I mean, Damn. speaking of casting from exile, I... <laughs> yeah, cast from exile. Okay, yeah. let me pay, copy it. Mm -hmm. If you put this in the ninety-nine, you could copy your commander and swing with it for a turn. Yeah, except for it'd be legend rule, I guess. So you need something to make. Yeah, it would, you just die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this to me is like. Um, you could go cascade. You you know is it cascade? You could do. Um, uh, you could do like, uh, yeah, impulse draw. I'm interested in the version of it where it's like it's not instant and sorcery. Well, it could be instant and sorcery storm, but it could also be like permanent storm. Like, how do you start getting into like uh, loops where the the permanent that I'm copying is like creating more value over time? I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, like dockside alone here is like crazy. But um, but like, how do I? You know, what's the um, like, oh, it's a Paragon Drake from Exile. I make a copy of it. I untap five lands twice. Cha-cha-cha-cha, you know, continue right. to, like, storm, storm, storm off. Or just, like, I Inferno Titan twice. 
Yeah, <laughs> I Inferno Titan twice. That's good. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Just kill a bunch of stuff, basically. It's like, okay. yeah. Seems good to with the Tali, too, because you could, you know, cast your opponent's spells and copy them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's always a Tali. It always goes back to a Tali. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also like, yeah, casting from the top of your own library too. Like, there's all, I bet there's a whole artifact build with like Mystic Forge and stuff where you're just like, oh, now I'm just like copying all my artifact spells as I cast them because they're from the top of my library. Yeah. It's, it's, is that doing is that things? I, <laughs> yeah, that sounds very right. easy. I just want to applaud Mizzix for building a Niv Mizzet replica dragon. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a flying goblin. It's like, yeah. <laughs> totally awesome. <laughs> um, okay, I have the next one. This is Ogre Battlecaster. Two and a red for a creature Ogre Shaman with first strike. Uh, it's a 3-3. Three, three. When Ogre Battlecaster attacks, you may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard by paying uh, red red in addition to its other costs. If that spell would be put into a graveyard, exile it instead, and when you cast that spell, Ogre Battlecaster gets plus X plus zero until end of turn where X is that spell's mana value. Um, sure? Do you like Snapcaster yeah. your spells Basically. and buff this by paying red red in addition? Yeah, I mean, red usually doesn't have spell recursions, so it's basically just you may as well do more damage, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that it. I like that it buffs uh, it as well. I'm trying to think of what was the creature that there was a creature that like did this sort of already. Um, like when it attacked, you may cast a spell from your graveyard. It didn't pump the thing though. Um, yeah. I enjoy it. I'm like, this is nice. This is nice. The two extras, like, whatever. I You would clearly, I think, do this. I mean, the value train of just doing cantrips for three. Like, yeah, right. cast a cantrip, yeah. draw a card, just, pay me, an extra. Or let me just lightning bolt again. To <laughs> yeah, three. bolt. And then buff <laughs> three Seems or good. one. And then it does have first strike, so the plus X plus O is relevant there. Because it's very strike. relevant, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess Actually, yeah. it only gets power, but who cares if it has first strike? They're probably not going to be able to deal with it anyway. I didn't even think about like that. Double yeah. strike or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also here for this like LGBTQIA plus icon with this like rainbow lightning that's going yeah, into the axe. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very great. Man, I'm not wearing my like colorful stuff today. Damn it. <laughs> I was on my on the last on the last episode. It was a, it's uh, like a blue ogre too. Yeah. Yeah. Just in time for Avatar, it's Ogre Battle. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What? It looks like Avatar, doesn't it?" James James Cameron coming in here. <laughs> He's a consultant on the Jumpstart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh yeah, I'm up. Uh, all right. So uh, that that's red. We're moving on to green. Uh, we got Benevolent Hydra. It is X green green for a one one Hydra creature. Benevolent Hydra enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. If one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on another creature you control, that many plus one plus or that many plus one plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. And then tap tap it, remove a plus one plus one counter from Benevolent Hydra. 
Put a plus one, plus one counter on another target creature you control. Ugh, that was a tongue twister. Holy crap. <laughs> so it adds plus one, like, hardened scales, right? And yeah. then it's a... But you could just play it as two for a one-one version of hardened scales. Yeah. So I, I like... Like, I like the space so you don't have to pay X if you don't want to. Like, they did that in Brothers War as well, where, like, the X you can overpay if you want to. But, like, here, mm-hmm. at least you're getting a bunch of 1-1 counters, so you're probably going to dump stuff into X. But. <laughs> yeah, when I was going through the list of cards, it's just, like, the biggest eye roll on this one is, like, it's all, it's, like, all redundant things that exist in other places that are put into a card, but my favorite thing was exactly that. Like, oh, it's a two mana hardened scales. That's all yeah. this is, really. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so if you want that effect, creature. it's going in your deck. Yeah. Hundred yep. percent. If you're on hardened scales, plus one, plus one or counter uh, synergy. If you're on hydras, if it, then congratulations, you have a you have a backup hardened scales. <laughs> that's easy. That's easier to recur too. Like if it if it yeah. dies. It's easier right. to get back than the enchantment. Like, I think it's pretty good on it. Like, when you put an effect that's on an enchantment on a creature, it's immediately better because it's just, it's, I'm always of the opinion that if, who cares if it's easier to remove, it's also easier to recur. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Just imagine this with like doubling season or something. <laughs> I, it's so, oh gosh, so dirty. I can't even. It's gross. <laughs> You could put this in your doubling season deck, James. Yeah. I know. It would actually work decently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got Kippo, the Uktabi Prince. What is that? Okay. Two and a green for a 2-2 legendary creature monkey noble. So we got a monkey uh, commander here. Uh, tap it. Each player creates a colorless artifact token named Banana with... Tap, sacrifice this artifact, add a red or a green to your mana pool, and you gain two life. Whenever an artifact an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control that's an ape or a monkey. And whenever Kibo attacks, defending players sacrifices an artifact. So it's a it's monkey commander that hates artifacts, I guess. Well, it hates opponents <laughs> having artifacts. You can have artifacts. Oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. So it's basically you're giving them your bananas and you're forcing them to get rid of their bananas so that you can get all your stuff, all your monkeys bigger. <laughs> so yeah. give me your bananas to pump my monkeys. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So, but so yeah, you have monkeys... the, the ape, ape monkey tribal. There's a decent. How many monkeys there. are there? There's a few. I know there's older ones. I'm sure there's got to be some new ones too, right? Yeah. This is like again. This is like uh, it's clearly a uh, uh, Masked Nexus deck, you know. Like, oh, well, my things are apes or monkeys, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> or it's a, it's a, um, or it's a changeling deck as well. Like, I think what's interesting about this is that it's counting treasure, so it feels like the perfect way to like, oh, you want a net value by spending your treasure, I'm going to pump my board to do that. And like my brain jumped to uh, like tempting contract at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent may create a treasure token for each opponent who does you create a treasure token. And I'm like, what's the version of this deck where I'm actually giving them things that is just going to pump my board to crazy numbers, you know, like, 
Um, so there's 46 ape and monkeys in Magic. Oh. If you, if you count uh, the unhinged sets, there's about three unhinged ones. I see. I see. Interesting. Okay. So and all of them are either green or red, so you could play them in this deck. So it's I guess doable. There's one black one. But that's doable. So then. you definitely have enough to play like 20 monkeys. <laughs> if you want. 20 monkeys even, and apes. Even yeah. if they're not all the best. <laughs> yeah, like the, the banana token is is not the point of this is of no. this creature for me at all. Like it's cute, but I think it's really looking at like Clue tokens, blood tokens, treasure tokens, food tokens, like any, yeah. I think any of those cards in Gruul that you can find that's like either going to benefit from your opponents doing that thing already or giving them stuff for them to do, like, is interesting. Right, yeah, because yeah. that's what I said. Then if you could put like the, you know, a few monkeys in the deck that are good, the good ones, and then some changelings yeah. or something, you're going to buff this and every other monkey and ape you have, so... Oh, is Kogla an... Oh my gosh, hold on. Is Kogla an ape? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Creature type ape. Yes! We're pumping Kogla! This is yep. great! Yeah, like, Kogla's so pretty good. I mean, the old school ancient silverback <laughs> is okay, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking of. They got the gorilla titan, the banana. I want a banana this yeah. big. This For big, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, love Ravigan, that. obviously, is super good. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ragavan, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. Silverback Elder. Yeah. He, you definitely have some stuff to work with for sure. The rest are this like is... commons, but Yeah, this yeah. is one of those decks that I would definitely if somebody brought it to the table, I'd be super excited just to see what it does. Like mm -hmm. I tried to build Gruel Group Hug a long time ago with Ulrich of the Crawlin Horde. It was so bad. It did it did <laughs> not work at all. But like I've always loved the idea of taking one of the most aggressive color pairings in Magic and making it the most, like, group huggy and see what it does. So maybe this is Kivo. I don't know. Possibly. Very possible. Uh, is it me? Yes, yes I believe I it so. is you. Okay, so this is Runati Behemoth Caller. Two and a green for a legendary creature, Cat Shaman. It's a 1-3. Whenever you cast a creature spell with mana value 5 or greater, that creature enters the battlefield with X additional 1-1 counters on it, where X is its mana value minus 4. Creatures you control with 3 or more 1-1 counters on them have haste. That's awesome. Oh, and, yeah. you know, just for giggles, it also has tap and add a green. <laughs> it's a mana dork on top of all and, that. Yay. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I read this card and I was like, you just... Just a little, we, it needs one other thing. Ah, we'll make it a mana dork. <laughs> yeah, so it's a cat if you want to play cat tribal. Ooh, but uh, the, the Timmy in me is, okay, I get to play mono green big things. Here we go. Yeah, Every exactly. time I do, they're going to get bigger. And if Absolutely. I can play like an eight drop or a seven drop, I'm going to get haste on it. So... There was yeah. a whole cycle of this ability in Alara that was if a creature with power fiber greater entered the battlefield, do something. Yeah. Yep. That's what this reminds me of. I was, I was oh, like, so, what block uh, was this? What's that? I just I, I was trying to remember what the block was oh, that had yeah, that yeah. ability. Shards of Alara, whatever. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. back when Commander, was Commander huge. Legends, there's the <laughs> partner pair that's for the green and the blue one for playing big shit. 
So now you could just play ah. the green half of the Commander Legends Interesting. stuff. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big scenes. I think it's six or greater for that, but it's going to work with always, the five or uh, <laughs> so. You can always pair it with, like, Fierce Empath, so it costs less. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Because I think I think it was at six or more cost two less if I remember right. Does that? No, that's Crows and Drover. Fierce Empath searches for it. Yeah. Or, oh, or I'm thinking of Drover. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Fierce Empath searches, and then yeah, you play Drover. Yes, so Crows and Drover two. also would be good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen this card before. Hey, that's, that's old school. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, this feels like a deck where, like, once you figure out what the engine is, you can just slap whatever giant yeah. creature you want into it and go to town. Yep. This, uh, yeah, th this. Once you, yeah, you just got to build the right deck, and then this can just go crazy. Like, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Mono green it's, it's, it's big, mean green, man. You can put your thorn on my and you're going to have haste. There it is. There it is. It was correct. Haste thorn on it, though. What? We found it. It'd be a 10-10 as well. 10 10 elemental and haste. That's a third of their life right there, or a fourth of their life right there, man. Got him. <laughs> boom. Yeah. That, that's just green doing green things. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally a fairly green player, so... Uh, oh, are you? I, I like seeing stuff like this. Yeah, he's, he's the green player. I'm the black player. So yep. <laughs> I, I am a white player. I want control. I want like I want protection. I want to like I, says the says yeah. the person who also plays a cleric in like every D and D campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Finally, our last one is Zask Skittering Swarm Lord. Is three green green for a five five legendary insect creature. You may play lands and cast insect spells from your graveyard. Whenever another insect you control dies, put it on the bottom of its owner's library, then mill two cards. And then uh, you pay uh, one and uh, was that Golgari, black and green. Target insect gets plus one, plus O, oh, and gains death touch until end of turn. So we got a crucible effect here. We got a milling effects, and then we got death touch. And awesome. insect tribal. But yes. I don't know and how insect many tribal. insects there are. I guess a good look, but there's some. <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, some. you did look up the uh, you did look up the the previous uh, the apes monkeys. and the monkeys. Um, well, there's there's like hor is it hornet queen or ant queen? Hornet queen yeah, hornet yeah. Queen. And there's and there's ant swarm or ant queen too or ant something. I can't remember yeah. what the other one is. Yeah. Oh, there's actually 204 cards that have insects. Oh there shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Definitely have options with that deck. Not all of them are green and black, though, but a majority are. Okay. Yeah. I that think there's a few right red ones and a few blue ones. Uh, well, they can just get out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crucible on a creature is very powerful. Again, it's yep. recurrable, super spicy. Um, that's why Ramen Up Excavator is great. Uh, so, my friend has a um, all creature. Uh, deck with Umori in the uh, uh, in the companion zone, mm -hmm. and he is allowed to play Grist yep. because it is a insect in the deck. Yep, and so and you like, can also play that from the grave with this. So yeah, I, my immediate thing is like, oh, you play Grist, it dies, 
it's not going to get milled to the bottom of your library because it's it wasn't a insect when it died. Right, it wasn't a creature. You, yeah, it wasn't a creature, and then you cast Gris from your yard because in the yard it's an insect. Like yep. that's literally just a Gris loop over and over and over again. <laughs> yep. I, I played that in my uh, it was a Carador deck because it's an insect creature in the yard, but it's yeah. not when it's in, so I could keep playing Gris for the graveyard. <laughs> it's like it's so. I do like the flavor of the life and death because the insect dies and then gets put on the bottom of its library, but you mill two cards to find a new insect. So it's kind of that like constant yeah, uh, new life and death cycle, which is great because it would be really easy if it was like, oh, it dies, mill two cards. Like it's still in your yard for you to use later. But no, mm-hmm. you, it kind of, it forces you to like cast a new insect, which I think is really cool. Right, instead of just replaying the same good one over and over and over. Exactly, yeah. Play a different good one. But even your 1-1 one, one insects are going to be two two ones with death touch if you pay two. Uh-huh. What's so the other... Small good blockers. What's the weird finger guy? I, it's, it's, <laughs> hold on. There's the, there's the Golgari... Um, what's oh, his name? Uh, old Stick Fingers. Old Stick Fingers, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah my brain also goes to like how do you fill the yard with, like stick fingers and stuff just to give yourself <laughs> access to things that was the worst right. uh explaining <laughs> what a card is <laughs> what's the finger guy what the fingers <laughs> guy oh, oh, stick fingers okay you're that guy <laughs> i love it oh my god I got a what was it the show the the black and white art of old stick fingers. Oh that yeah, was like the showcase art for it or whatever. And I was like, okay, I actually like this better because I can't tell that it's old stick fingers. <laughs> 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 this guy that mills. <laughs> yep, that's all you gotta know, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of those Beautiful. cards I really loved the art, but I didn't like the design. I was like, I just like the like the creepy <laughs> scarecrow vibe, but like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so of all of these which one's the best do you think um i think it's got to be that vampire angel right that thing is just insane that thing is really good yeah 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 i, I think just like straight out of the box on its own it's definitely wrote off and like i think just out of value maybe it's like preston but it's mono white so it's hard like yeah and then which one do you are you excited about? Like, which one do you want to build any of these? Or do you want to build them all? <laughs> I'm kind of excited about Renati personally. The, the green player in me likes Renati a lot. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, too. I was like, ooh, Renati seems dope. The, the yeah, monkey seems, seems awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. But that's just different, which is fun. Yeah, the monkey deck. Yeah, yeah. like, out of all this, I'm, I'm definitely buy, buying a pirated copy for sure. Auntie Blight, oh, yeah. I was like, this is great. I'm <laughs> I want someone to bring a Kibo deck to the table. I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna build it, but I just want to see it in action just to see what it yeah, does. Just see know? what happens. Yeah. Well, if I build it, I'll challenge you then. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that is jumpstart. We made yeah. it through. It was not too not too long, so just good. Yeah, uh, 
thanks for joining us, Cop Cop. Where can people find you if they want to find you online? Yeah, so you can um, you can find me on my handle, Cop Cop, which is K0PP, K0PP. Um, that is my like personal handle. That's also where I stream on Twitch. But if you're looking for specifically Magic the Gathering content, um, you can find me and the rest of my playgroup under the Magic Tapping Authority or the MTA. Um, we have a YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and we also take the Twitch content from my stream and put it onto other platforms. So if you want to watch the live content that I was talking about, the five-person format, uh, and the kind of new way that we're trying to do this, uh, you can definitely find that on Twitch. So. Cool, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, that's That's about it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I love this stuff. I love just sitting and talking and hanging out, talking about magic cards with people. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure.